listening to the ACB Advocacy Update. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the ACB Advocacy Update. My name is Clark Rockfall, and I am the ACB Director of Advocacy and Governmental Affairs. If you would like to learn more about the American Council of the Blind, please visit our website at acb.org, and be sure to check out how to become a member. And while you're doing that, maybe you want to become a a member of one of our affiliates, affiliates such as the ACB Next Generation, with whom we are speaking today. So ACB Next Generation just celebrated their first or one year birthday or their anniversary. So we thought it was a good time to look back on the work that this affiliate has been doing and where they go from here. So today we are joined by Amanda Selm, the president of ACB Next Gen. Amanda, how are you doing? I'm doing well, Clark. Thank you for having me. And Amanda, you've been involved with Next Gen since the beginning, correct? Yes, yes, that is correct. So before we um, became a national before we took this to the national level we were on the state level here in kentucky as a chapter of the kentucky council of the blind so there's four years of background right there as i was a founding member of that chapter and then in 2018 we took it to uh the uh, to get to acb ran with this idea and started to branch out nationally and i still can't believe that that is almost three years ago and we have a, a couple more guests, uh, Next Gen members, who you scooped up along the way here with us as well. So again, yes. Amanda is the president of Next Gen, and we also have the second vice president of the Next Gen affiliate, Stephen Salas. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Thank you so much for having me here today. And Steve, second VP is not the only hat that you wear within the Next Gen affiliate, correct? Yeah, that is correct. I'm also the uh, co-chair for the PR committee. All right. And uh, co-chair of the PR committee. And I believe there's another co-chair of that committee, and that is Greg Lindbergh. Greg, how are you doing? Doing well, Clark. Really appreciate you having us and featuring Next Generation here on the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. And Greg, in addition to the uh, the PR co-chair, uh, you play a role in next-gen leadership as well. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah. So I'm the secretary, so kind of the go-to writer and a note-taker. All right. So Amanda, you were just mentioning how Next Generation started as a chapter of the Kentucky Council of the Blind. My first introduction to Next Gen was at the leadership conference in 2019. Um, so, how did you go from being a an affiliate chapter to Next Gen being involved with the leadership conference? So, in 2018, uh, I attended my first ACB. Uh, national convention along with my husband Matt and um, three other people um, under the age of 40 that were in our next gen chapter here in Kentucky and that was uh, Ben Wright who is now our chapter president and Joey Couch who's our 
vice president and Samantha Hubbard, who's the treasurer. So they, they play avid roles now in the leadership here in Kentucky. And so the five of us attended uh, the St. Louis convention and we really saw there, you know, that ACB really did have a lot of young, younger people. Um, and, you know, everybody we ran into, they're like, yeah, we need a place here. We need a place here. We're not students. And we, we feel like we need a place here. And, you know, I did meet a lot of the ACB students um, that summer. And, you know, they said we would love to have more than just this affiliate. And so I came home and, you know, I, you know, when you go to your first convention, Clark, you have kind of convention overlap, kind of like cruise lag. When you go on your first cruise, it's like, whoa, I wish I was still there. So that's what I was having when I came back from St. Louis. Like, wow, that was pretty cool. There was just so much to do. And I don't think I met everybody. And so I was talking with a couple of people here in Kentucky. One particular um, was Carla Rushable. And she said, hey, I think you need to take what you're doing here in Kentucky and see if there's real interest on the national level. And you guys can use the Kentucky line if you want. We talked there with the state president. She agreed we could use the Zoom line. We hosted a couple of calls, which is where I met Greg for the first time. Greg has been with me since the very beginning. And so we, our first call, we had about 40 to 50 people on there. It was very overwhelming. My first call I've ever hosted with that many people on there. And then we decided to keep going. There was a real interest. We kept going. And then we went again. And then... We said, well, we got to do something. We have to make a decision here. So that's when we learned about how ACB committees work. And we were um, encouraged by President Kim Charlson at the time. She said, you know, just explore ACB a little bit and become a committee. And, you know, so we did that. And with that, we talked with... Um, Dan Spoon, who was our board liaison at the time. And um, we were able to receive funding for the J.P. Morgan Chase Leadership Scholarship, which is um, uh, what got a lot of people to come to the 2019 Leadership Conference, Clark, where we all met you and Claire and um, several other ACB leaders. And from there, we just kind of played around with it. We planned some events at convention. At the Rochester convention is where I met Stephen. And I met Greg in person, by the way, um, in February. He was a scholarship winner as well. And uh, for the J.P. Morgan Chase Scholarship. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. So, uh, so I met Stephen at, um, at our meet and greet. Uh, in Rochester and when we came home these boys wanted to get involved so I, I put them straight to work they said we can do this we can do that and I said okay well let, let, let's talk about what you guys can do I said I want get to get, get to promoting and you know get to work and right around that time was when our steering committee um, met and we decided you know this committee thing is great, but I think we're ready to take it to the next level. And so we reached out to a few people and um, 
that August to February, we put in a lot of hard, hard work um, to become an affiliate. Longest six <laughs> months ever. <laughs> yeah. And before we get to that, that point, Amanda, oh, yeah. I just want to back up a little bit. So Greg, um, how did you find out about NextGen? Uh, Amanda said that you were on that early call. What, what was it that drew you to it and how did you find out about it? Yeah, thinking back, uh, I know there was an email that was sent out to one of the lists at the time. I think it was right after the 2018 uh, National Convention. And uh, I know when I first saw that email, it just it totally struck me as like, wow, this is something I really have to get involved in. Um, so I had been a member of my local ACB chapter for probably about five years up until that point. And had also been involved in the the state, the Florida Council, for a few years as well. And you know, I had made some some good friends and connections, and certainly learned a lot from the experienced and, and longtime members of ACB. But was really kind of struggling, to be honest, to find you know individuals in my my demographic, in my age range, uh, who I could really relate to, really connect with kind of on a person, you know, person to person type level. And so when I saw that email and saw that this committee at the time, you know, was there were talks of forming this committee and this effort to have a, you know, an under 40 focused uh group with an ACB, it just really it completely immediately grabbed my attention and I was like, yes, you know, I've got to get on this first call. I've got to find out you know, just what the interest is out there, you know, as far as this type of group. And so I, I immediately jumped on that first call when they had it. And the rest is history, as they say. And Greg, your first uh, instance meeting Amanda and other members of the Next Gen Committee in person, that was at the 2019 DC Leadership Conference? Correct. Yeah. And what was that whole experience like for you? Not only uh, coming together with the Next Gen Committee, but also being at the leadership conference for the first time. It was a fantastic experience. Um, you know, being my first time, I really didn't know what to kind of expect going into it, and just how the whole event worked, and going on Capitol Hill and. I was a little nervous, to be honest. Uh, you know, it was something brand new and, and different. Um, but just, you know, when I got home, I just remember feeling so empowered and just, it was such an incredible, life-changing experience, really. Um, as far as, you know, the next-gen group goes, uh, just some of the social activities that we had, going out to dinner and just socializing with some of the, the next-gen committee members at the time. Uh, like I said before, you know, I'd really never connected with younger, blind, and visually impaired individuals in person, you know, let alone on any kind of conference call or, you know, just, just very limited on all that. So having that up, you know, opportunity and experience to, to connect with them in person and have those social uh, opportunities was so, so, you know, such an incredible and, and just like, pinch me type experience to be honest and then going on capitol hill was really something it it was uh you know so empowering getting to sit down with you know some of these congress people and their assistants and just walking the halls of that building 
uh, was really amazing. And it's like, you know, they're, they're actually taking time out of their day to sit down with people, you know, with disabilities and, you know, at least some of them, you know, it seemed like they, they truly did care about our issues and what we were talking about and our concerns and having that face to face interaction and contact, um, was just so empowering. What a great story. Thanks for sharing that perspective. And Stephen, your introduction to NextGen, that was at the last in-person ACG <laughs> conference and convention, right? That was in Rochester. Yeah, Rochester, yeah. Um, yeah, that's where I met uh, basically everyone now. I met you, uh, Clark, and I met Amanda there. Um, the way I got introduced with NextGen was um, after my speech, I got pulled off stage by Kelly Gask. And told me, like, you have to uh, go to the meet and greet for this committee called ACP Next Generation. And Stephen, and, back up a second. Not everyone sure. just gets to give a speech at convention. <laughs> I think you, you might have buried the lead there. Why were you yeah, giving yeah. a speech at the convention? So, um, I was a recipient for the 2018. Well, I was one of the recipients for the 2018 uh, DKM award. So, yeah, I got to go on stage and, and have a speech. Uh, next to Kim Charlson, uh, the president at that, at that time. And um, I didn't know she was next to me when I said, I'm coming for her spot eventually <laughs> as a president of ACB. <laughs> so, which one you of my would, proudest She would moments. have it no other way. <laughs> yeah. She, uh, as soon as I said that, she actually shook my hand and, like, uh, and told me, like, uh, I'll be watching you. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I got put off stage by Kelly and, um, told me to go to the meet and greet and sure enough i did and um i, I met amanda in, in a few of the leadership seminars but i didn't really like get to know her until i got to the meet and greet and um i spoke with her and i spoke with you clark and i, I met everyone there and everyone was so cool and, and, and nice and very talkative and generally like wanted to get to know me and um it, it was such a blast and i felt good having a group of people in my age range where um I felt the same way how I felt about issues. And um, I was like, Greg, you know, just so motivated on the way home. Um, by the way, I had a lot of time to think on the way home because I did take a train to New York from Texas. So um, on the way home, I had gotten messages from Amanda uh, like, hey, uh, we would love to continue uh, this momentum for ACB Next Generation if you want to get involved. And I told her, sure, just whatever you need me to do, I'm, I'm for it. And um, me and Amanda just continued the conversation and wanted to know what experience I had and what I'd like to get involved in. And first thing that popped up was uh, PR because I am a musician and I do a lot of promoting for myself. So I'd said, like, hey, why not promote for Next Gen? And uh, yeah, after that, this is the rest is history. Um, like I said, it was the first, I mean, the only in-person that I was uh, a part of. So I'm still kind of fairly new to ACB, kind of. Um, so I'm, I'm still learning, but uh, I'm there right now. <laughs> and Stephen, was your introduction and you know knowing about the DKM first timers and you know, winning uh, that scholarship and that trip to the ACB convention? Did you find out about that through your uh, local, your state affiliate or local chapter? How did you how did you come into touch with ACB in the first place? 
Yeah, so um, so I actually uh, went to a center in Austin, Texas, for the blind in 2016, and I had a um, a instructor there that was part of ACB, and everyone around me was part of um, the other organization, um, but he was the only one that actually like um, took the time to tell me about ACB. So um, I wasn't really affiliated with anyone, and then. Um, a couple of years passed and I reached out to him like, Hey, I really want to know more about ACB. I want to get involved. So in 2018, I joined my local affiliate in Austin. And at the time it was the convention for St. Louis and I wanted to go, but I, I didn't know much and I wasn't able to go. So he mentioned to me like, Hey, um, they're usually have these scholarships for first timers. You should apply for it next time it comes up. So sure enough, when that, uh, opportunity came up in early 2019 i i applied for it and sure enough i got it nice and (laughs) so it's just interesting that you all have made connections with acb through uh, you know the local level right the the personal connections in your immediate either uh, communities local chapters state affiliates um, but yet there's still still this gap and this need that exists. Amanda, has it been in this virtual environment? Has it been difficult to engage new members of ACB Next Generation? Not, not really. Um, I, I actually think that the virtual platform that we're experiencing, especially last year with the convention being virtual, I've never seen so much interaction and so much involvement. I feel like the virtual convention last year was the best thing that happened to not just, um, not just our affiliate, but I felt like, you know, I, I can see it being very beneficial to ACB. And of course, you know, I know people love to connect with one another in person, but I, I have seen, I have seen next gen branch out from 28 members as of last year. Um, about this time last year, we had about 28 members. And um, when we were finished with the convention, when it was all said and done, we had close to 65, 70 members. So that oh, was, wow. a, yes, that was huge recruiting. And during convention alone, we got 16 new members. And that was, that was insanely awesome. So I, I think it's made life a lot easier. People are like, oh, I can get involved here. And they, they, they feel less pressure to get involved because before we had to worry about leaving our house and transportation. Now we just have to sit down at our computers or get our phones out, make sure they're charged, you know, hop on to a meeting or an event. And it's easy. And I know during the virtual convention last year that Greg helped me with a panel on accessible fitness and exercise. We had to bring in the uh, the young next genner to show us how wearable technology works um, and how <laughs> folks can use a, a Fitbit and have it interface with their smartphone. What other uh, types of convention programming, but also not just convention programming, what types of community event programming does next gen put on to keep folks engaged and coming back? So um, all of our calls are posted on the 
community, um, the community list, but we played um, a lot of different trivia games. Um, like we had the Rocky Horror uh, pictures, the Rocky Horror trivia um, back in January. Before that, we had uh, Trivial Pursuit Jeopardy. Um, I think two of the most spectacular events we've done is our New Year's Eve celebration and our week long of Halloween events. And I have to give a shout out to the people that put those events together because they are creative and they are, they're just very talented. And a lot of those people are on the PR committee and then they also overlap and they're also on our programs committee. And I think events like that, that create the in-person experience, virtually are what keep people coming back. I mean, Greg and Steven, you know, might obviously agree, but I, I'd like to hear their take on it too. And yeah, as the PR committee co-chairs, I guess I'll, I'll start with Steven this time. Steven, what is it uh, from your perspective, what sort of programming content uh, or things does next generation offer that keep people interested and keep the affiliate growing? I think, um, one of the big things that keeps the affiliate growing is the actual um, time and effort that we put into, I'm going to be biased, but in our social media, um, we do communicate with people who comment and we keep the conversation going. And um, those are just people who are part of our Facebook group. We do have a messenger group where our members are a part of it's only It's a members only group. So we keep them engaged in that way. You know, we make their, I think it's uh, one of our members, uh, Triple G, he says that the best $15 you ever spent, because we do have a lot of membership perks. And I believe, you know, we, we make it worth their while. We get a lot of membership perks um, for them to um, take advantage of. And some of those you, you don't get anywhere else. And it's just being able to interact with people just like us. Because um, I know that's when I, Join next or when I joined ACB, that's what I was looking for, and just getting to know someone through conversation, it, it kept me coming back. So I, I believe that's what keeps people engaged. But one of the programs that I believe was amazing was just a recent one. The um, we partnered with uh, MCA, uh, I think it was the Multicultural, Multicultural Affairs Committee, and it was a Black History Month um, uh, seminar or event, and I think. That one was spectacular. We had a lot of people there engaged as well. And I, I want to circle back to that, uh, Stephen, when we uh, talk a little bit more about advocacy. Uh, Greg, was there anything that you wanted to add to what Amanda and Steve said on this topic? Yeah, just briefly, uh, just certainly echoing what they both said. But, you know, again, focusing on social media, having the messenger group, uh, we call it the ACB Next Gen Lounge. <laughs> And, uh, you know, just having those those daily conversations, if someone is struggling with an issue, if someone has a question about something, they want to bounce it off, you know, another individual within their age group who's blind or visually impaired, um, you know, we offer that platform and we offer those those communication channels. And, you know, we certainly love our Saturday Night Live hangouts and, and different events, community calls that we've, that, you know, we do ongoing uh, as well but I feel like the social media aspect has been huge. 
and in that social media aspect, uh, I'm getting the sense that it's not all just fun and games with, with next gen, right? It, it sounds like you all are actually engaging and providing um, some yeah. direct peer support uh, and sharing some advocacy advice there through that channel. Is that correct? I would say, yeah. Um, especially with the peer to peer support. Um, like I said, that some, sometimes people just want to have someone to talk to in their mm-hmm. age, age range. So, um, we just like there's there's some random topics that we talk about and you know com- communication goes a long way so if anyone wants to talk to like we're, we're always there's always someone there to talk to when it comes to next gen yes. um you, you never have a, a deaf ear to, to talk to there's always someone there yeah, yeah and I, go ahead clark and you all are you're at that crossroads of folks are no longer students they are trying to find employment figuring out what, you know, what comes next in life. Uh, certainly, Amanda, you and Matt, you guys are starting a family. I'm sure you're not the only ones in next gen who are, who are starting a family. Is that, are there a lot of conversations that focus around these transitional pivot points in life within next gen? Definitely. Um, I think the biggest pivotal point is employment. Um, but yes, I have a lot of people have reached out um, to me um, and I actually had a lot of people say they got involved because they, um, you know, they feel like they have someone that they can relate to, whether that's a blind parent, whether that's um, someone that's seeking employment or, you know, whatever, what, whatever it is in this stage in life, they feel like they can find someone relatable um, within our organization. And uh, next gen being an affiliate, it's, it's made up of individuals. Um, so it sounds like employment is an important area of, of advocacy. Uh, are there other areas that are important to, to next gen as well as, uh, you all as individuals. And I, I mean, I guess I'll start with Stephen because Stephen, you mentioned the programming that NextGen just did with the ACB Multicultural Affairs Committee. Um, what was involved with that, that programming? Um, from looking from the outside in, because the programs committee had a lot to do with that, but um, they did a lot of work in getting uh, the people to speak. But um, the importance of that, man, like I'm, I'm Hispanic, so knowing that you know, next gen was involved. Like the the affiliate that I'm associated with was involved with, you know, talking about race issues and talking about the things that uh, that that it just that are important to me. Um, made me feel like um, like like next gen does does care, no matter who you are. So I think that was very important. Um, and it, it said a lot, especially with uh, the the people that we had on there. Uh, Will Burley was one of the speakers that we had, and um, if you, I don't know if I'm not sure if you're in the messenger group, but there was like live messaging, and everyone was like talking about exactly what he was saying and like hitting on the. the he was on point with everything, so it, it hit a lot of strings with that. So I think that was very important. And Greg, are there other areas of advocacy important to 
to you or you think that's important to next gen? Yeah, I would say uh, technology is, is, you know, another big one, you know, whether it's uh, just apps for a phone, whether it's, you know, assistive technology devices, uh, autonomous vehicles, I know has been a big, uh, you know, popular discussion point of late. Um, so for sure that, you know, as, as far as technology goes, there are a lot of different avenues that especially our age group is, is very interested in and, you know, would love to continue advocating for. And Amanda, some of the stuff that Greg was just talking about next gen, when we had an in-person convention and even over the summer, you all have done some convention programming related to some of these topics. You know, I'm especially thinking about the sessions on accessible social media and technology, uh, things of that regard. Are there other areas of uh, advocacy focus for next yes. gen? Um, I don't know if this is, an, th- this is an area related specifically to advocacy, but something that next gen is hardcore devoted into developing is leadership and leaders and you know, preparing them to, to move them into an area where they want to work in or be motivated to work in. So we, we really strive to, when someone says they want to do something um, in our organization, we really do our best to put them to work in an area that they are passionate about. Like these two guys right here. They're very passionate about what they do with PR and social media. So that's exactly why they are the PR chairs or the PR gods, as I call them. Nice. And because we're just coming off the DC Leadership Conference, uh, did you all, all three of you, did you attend the Leadership Conference virtually this year? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Unfortunately, I was unable to only because uh the winter storm in texas shut off our power and water so uh i was able to attend some things but uh very minimal well fortunately for you steven it is all archived as podcast yes, it is. and on the acb <laughs> youtube channel so not seeing it live is uh is no excuse anymore exactly <laughs> so uh, i'm curious to hear your impressions, I think it's predominantly Amanda and Greg, of the leadership conference virtually this year. Uh, this is my own little uh, consumer market research and testing. Uh, d- did it speak to you as members of the Next Gen Affiliate or as ACB members as a whole? Well, I, I enjoyed it. Um, I enjoyed the fact that I could attend virtually this year because I have two small children. So um, I really liked that aspect. Um, yes, it did. And I, I think that, um, my favorite, two of my favorite things, Clark, were, um, the panel that, um, Dan Spoon and Michael Talley had put together, um, for the people that were under 45. Um, something that hit really hard, um, with me there and that I want to see ACB kind of take on is just, um, embracing new members and how we can increase um you know the experience for new members i believe my husband talked about that and then the second thing that i really thoroughly enjoyed um because this was my first time doing this ever 
I got to travel to DC virtually. I've been to DC in person, but I got to go to DC virtually this year. And I got to meet with um, one of our representatives and one of our senators and talk about the transportation, um, the transportation imperatives. Um, And I thought that was a whole lot of fun. I've never done anything like that. So um, just to be able to embrace the area of advocacy and to step out of my comfort zone um, was definitely worth it for me. That's great to hear. And how about you, Greg? I thoroughly enjoyed um, I know just, you know, being a co-chair of our PR committee, the session on marketing and communications, I found to be very informative and educational. Uh, hearing from some of the consultants who work with ACB and just some, some great tips and advice on, you know, how to reach your members, how to communicate best with your members. And I do know one of our members, Triple G, uh, Greg One Snyder, he did ask a question, and so there was definitely some discussion about reaching younger members during that uh, that session. So I found that really informative. Also, like Amanda mentioned, the the under forty five panel I thought was really I thought that was fantastic. Just hearing from a variety of individuals, you know, all within a same age range, but just their stories, their unique stories of how they each came to ACB, what ACB has meant to them. And I know we did have a few, uh, you know, several next-gen members part of that panel. So that was really exciting to see. Um, as far as the autonomous vehicles uh, session, thoroughly enjoyed that. Um, I, I honestly had no idea that next year, you know, there are plans to start building these fully autonomous vehicles. And uh, just the work that's being done to make the the computer systems, the software in the the vehicles fully accessible uh, was very encouraging to hear. So really excited about that. And then I I also did want to mention, uh, I know that uh, the president of uh, the NFB and another representative I did hear uh, throughout the the events, and I thought that was really interesting um, just hearing Dan Spoon speak with, uh, you know, their president and, I thought it was really kind of cool just to see ACB and NFB, you know, come together at least briefly in that uh, that regard. And I do hope you know we can partner with NFB on on more initiatives going forward. And Amanda, the Next Generation held a a kind of debrief meeting following the leadership conference uh, on the wherever that was, that Tuesday evening following the end of programming as Hill meetings were getting underway. What were some of the things, if anything else, what were some of the things you heard from NextGen members during that event? So um, a lot of what Greg said was brought up. A lot of people really enjoyed the fireside chat on Monday evening. We had several members that... um, because we had a messenger group um, as well for DC leadership for our members that were attending DC leadership conference. Um, We had about 13, 14 people in that, which is pretty awesome. And they shared their takeaways. A lot of people are really excited about the um, marketing toolkit. Um, Let's see. 
several people um, were attended several breakout sessions. Our fundraising chair, she attended um, a couple of sessions on the development and fundraising. And um, a lot of people, a lot of our first timers were just impressed with um, how ACB just takes on legislation and how they really encourage people to talk to their congressmen. Um, you know, it's, it's just, it was just a mind blowing experience for several people. Um, and, you know, Clark, a lot of our members haven't, have never been able to attend this, even if they've been in ACB for a long time, because it's, it's, you know, the funding for them when we have it in person, they got to attend virtually. And so that was really, that was really, um, an awesome breakthrough for them. What a great point. I, a couple takeaways that I have here. I'm, I'm so glad to hear that many different people in next gen had many different takeaways from the leadership conference, right? Not only different sessions of the president's meeting that were relevant to them, uh, but also the, the autonomous vehicle panel and the other sessions of the legislative seminar. Um, that they found compelling. And I, I think you're right, Amanda. I think much like we've seen with the convention and next gen has seen with affiliate growth in the virtual environment, having a, a virtual legislative seminar and virtual Hill meetings makes it a lot more accessible to many more ACB members uh, folks who may not have ever participated before, folks who might not have had the means to participate before, but now they have that opportunity and they can be there with everyone else and share their story um, and how this these legislative items would p- impact their personal lives. So I, I agree with you. I think that it, that is so cool and something that we need to really think hard about in the future, how we can continue to provide access for members who cannot meet in person. As we we get towards the end here, though, I want to make sure that now that we've got three leaders in our NextGen affiliate, um, what other advocacy things are important to you all? Do you think that there's more that ACB or... ACB and our partners should be doing. I mean, it, we already, we try to do a lot. So, but I'm going to, I'm going to put myself out there. I'm, you know, lay, lay, <laughs> laying myself bare here. What, a what advocacy areas do you think would really impact the lives of ACB members and members of the next gen affiliate? Well, um, I guess I'll go first. <laughs> sure. Um, I would say uh, the biggest thing, because everyone has this issue nowadays, it, I, I would say um, reaching out to the younger members um, and how to get them involved. Um, mm-hmm. I don't want to say that next gen's cracked the code because uh, we're also struggling. I'm not saying we're struggling with getting younger members because that's, that's our affiliate, but um, we, we, we have the help, but we're still looking for more help. Um, but you know, I think that's one of the biggest things is getting, um, other affiliates and other chapters, uh, their younger members involved within their local affiliate, their state affiliate. Um, 
getting them involved with um, advocacy and, or just reaching out, um, learning how to uh, use social media as a tool, not just a platform. Um, that, that I believe that's one of the biggest things that uh, would work for sure. And getting to know their members personally on a real personal level. Um, Cause I feel that's where we uh, uh, succeeded. Um, we, we do know our members, um, the ones in our committee, uh, Greg and I, I can, I can speak for Greg. Both of us spoke to our committee members one-on-one and got to know them personally. And I feel that was a, um, a tool to get them engaged more. So I think if ACB were to do that, uh, I know they're doing that already, but if they could just step it up a little notch, you know, um, that would help tremendously. Uh, Clark, yes. I'm, I'm going to echo exactly what Steven said. Um, I, I, I don't, I don't know how, I, I don't know of anything outside of ACB. Um, you all are already doing an excellent job with all of the topics that I have heard about. Um, I, I am right there with Steven. You know, something that the three of us are very, very fortunate to have our state affiliates that really um, included us and encouraged us and helped us get to where we are and that are very supportive of NextGen. Um, but there are some state affiliates out there that are really struggling to, uh, and special interests out there that are really struggling to get younger members involved and I, I would really like to see ACB Next Generation help ACB leaders um, of our affiliates to help encourage and to maybe be the bridge between, you know, those people and the affiliates. Maybe help serve as a guiding force, like Stephen just said. Yeah, and I, I agree with both uh, Stephen and Amanda just as far as engagement and you know, getting to know your members, you know, what, what do your members, what's of interest to them? What are their concerns? You know, what do they like to do for fun? What are their hobbies? Uh, what kind of challenges have they had, you know, in their lives and their journeys? And then, you know, once you kind of determine all of those different things, tying that into advocacy and what, what issues, you know, does this individual truly care about and want to work toward and further and whatnot, and then kind of finding and and grouping together individuals that have those similar interests, those similar concerns, uh, so that they can all, you know, work together collectively toward, uh, you know, certain goals. And Greg, on the topic of advocacy, are there certain access barriers that you guys hear about the most within next generation? I know we already touched a little bit on employment. Are there specific barriers within employment or any other advocacy related issues that you think are really important to the members of next gen and ACB as a whole? Well, Something that I have recently thought about was there's a lot of advocacy issues surrounding um, some children children right now. Um, like as far as where we are NTI and hybrid learning, there are several things that are concerning 
but, but uh, people have reached out to me about, you know, like they have questions if I know certain things and I'm like, no, I, I don't yet. Cause I don't have kids in school, but that, that that's been an issue is how can we accommodate? How, how can we get the accommodations we need to accommodate our children that are at home learning right now in some States In some States they're opening and uh, opening up for schools and other states, they're still at home and, and some there is a combination of both. So that's been, um, that's been a subject that's popped up recently, like within the next, that was in the last couple of months. That, that makes sense. Yeah. It's a, it's a brave new world out there uh, with remote learning and hybrid learning when folks are going back into, into school. And I'm sure Students and parents and families want to know that those resources will be available. So thanks, thanks for bringing that issue up. Are there any others? I know wow. as, as far as employment, uh, just to speak a little further about that, I know I've heard the number 70% as far as the unemployment rate, you know, within the blind community, and from what I understand, that number's been pretty stagnant uh, for several decades. And I, I do recall recently there was a, a conversation in our Facebook Messenger group. Uh, a few individuals, a few of our members were interviewing for jobs and, you know, just being able to support those members and just say, you know, you've got this, good luck. And I know one of them even had expressed, you know, some, some challenges, I believe, after they had had an interview um, so that's, you know, that's certainly something we'd love to, to work toward and just find ways on how, you know, especially younger members, maybe who are trying to, to find their niche, to start their career paths, uh, how we can support them in terms of just advocating for themselves and what to say and, you know, how to present yourself in an interview, for example, and potentially some technology that you might be able to showcase that, you know, that can help you as an individual who's, who's blind or visually impaired uh, successfully do certain tasks. So I think that's, that's a biggie for sure. All right. I like it. Uh, well, as we're getting here towards the end, we certainly want to let folks know where they can find NextGen. Uh, Stephen, how can folks learn more about NextGen and where can they find you all? You guys can uh, you can reach out to us at acbnextgen at gmail.com for any information. You could also find us on Facebook, ACB Next Generation. We do have a Facebook page and a Facebook group. Um, we also have a Twitter at acbnextgen. Um, we're going to have some more social media avenues, but for the most part, those are the main ones that you can reach out to us at. Um, is there anything else I'm missing, Greg, co-chair? <laughs> I think you pretty much covered it. Um, we also have a YouTube channel. Oh, we, we do. That's yeah, right. True. <laughs> yeah. At ACB Next Gen, same, same uh, handle as well. And we're going to come up with more. TikTok is coming up. Instagram is coming up as well. Yeah. And cool. Yeah, Amanda. Two other things. Um, as uh, I forgot to mention as one of the programming things that I personally do is I have something on the first Thursday of each month where um, I want to meet new people that are in the next gen age group. Um, so we have 
we call fireside chat from 8.30 to 9.30 p.m. Eastern. Um, and uh, it's posted all over social media and on our, um, on our email list. And we also have a, uh, the Saturday Night Live calls, which are the fourth Thursday of each, or sorry, the fourth Saturday of each month uh, at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific. And of course, folks can find information about the Next Generation Affiliate on the ACB website by going to acb.org slash affiliates. So Amanda, Greg, and Stephen, I want to thank you again for sharing the, the work and the journey of ACB Next Gen with our audience here today. And thank you and Next Gen for uh, your peer support. Um, the work that you all do across affiliates and reaching out, you know, encouraging those affiliates to reach out to NextGen to work with you all on younger member recruitment, as well as the advocacy work that you all are doing, whether that's providing content for uh, community events, conferences, attending the leadership conference, and ho- being involved with those virtual meetings with members of Congress. Uh, and of course, Amanda, big thank you to your husband, Matt Selm, for completing those Hill feedback forms for the Kentucky Council of the Blind as well. Uh, <laughs> I will let him know. <laughs> so thank you again. Thank you to all three of you, Amanda Selm, Greg Lindbergh, and Stephen Salas. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Thanks, Clark. Thank you really so much. And as we always say, Keep advocating. Thanks for listening to the ACB Advocacy Update. You can reach us by emailing advocacy at acb.org. The ACB Advocacy Update is a production of the American Council of the Blind in Alexandria, Virginia. To learn more about ACB, visit us online at www.acb.org.